I hate watching you do this. Can you turn your I camera off? You. Are you going to be you. digging for gold? I'm like, feeling, oh, Jesus I'm feeling sticky. So He's I had like to blow elbow my... deep and is not no, I'm not. Right now. I had to blow my nose because I have mucus in my nose. So I went on mute and I was not digging. There's dripping was, mucus. Guys, I was trying was to wipe literally up. literally elbows deep. No, I was not. Nose. Would you Absolutely. rather I take my finger and shove it up there? Ew. Shove the camera? <laughs> Damn, I'm being civilized. I know your mama raised you at a barn, <laughs> but around here we have some decorum. Oh my God. <laughs> Bo? What? You said something. I was debating on recording, doing record on computer or record on cloud because I recently oh. discovered that you could do record on cloud and still pull the audio file. But I think I'm just going to stick to what I know. That's a good idea. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm sweating a little bit, but it's okay. Turn your it air was on. turn my air on. Yeah. It's March. No, I refuse to do okay. that. And the um, world is heating as we speak. So it may be March, but it could also be hot. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. It was almost 40. It might've been over 40 degrees today. It's going to be 50 degrees either later this week or early next week. I saw in Wisconsin. Can you believe uh, climate change? Yeah. It's going to be 53 on Saturday. That's crazy, but I guess it's March. So that's a little bit better. What you is like that my... mug? Oh my god! Those okay. that is truly disturbing <laughs> to look at. Okay, so this weekend I was watching Sasha at Nick's place because he was at a bachelorette party, um, and basically by the time Sunday rolled around, because I was by myself from Thursday to Sunday, I was like, I need to get Aww. out of this apartment. I know. I was like, I need to get out of this apartment and actually do something. So I went like thrifting on Sunday, and <laughs> I was. I had a goodwill and I was just walking through the mugs. What did I see? A hedgehog mug with puff cheeks. And I said, that... I'm buying it. Now for those, obviously we don't have a video portion of this. I'm telling you people like it's a 3D like hedgehog face with puff cheeks and a nose. And it's very big. I love big mugs and I'm drinking my green tea out of it because I'm feeling a little sicky. So I need it for my throat. Um, but isn't it so cute? Look at it. <laughs> Nick hates it, so I guess you're in the same boat. Uh, it looks like it has breasts on his face. That's <laughs> it what it does. looks like. It, That's why it, I'm scared. She's got stuff in her mouth. She's storing stuff. Wait, is it a hedgehog or is it a chipmunk? It, the top no, is a hedgehog. It it's a hedgehog. It's a hedgehog. Look, it has like spikes. You're right. I love it. <laughs> okay, don't do that. <laughs> oh, you don't want me to Eskimo kiss my hedgehog mug? No, that no. Okay, so real quick, because I know we're kind of pressed for time because someone needs to watch the State of the Union. Okay, I think um, everybody should watch the State of the Union tonight. Our president is addressing the nation for the first time in a long time, and we're in the middle of kind of a crisis. So okay, <laughs> multiple but, crises. Okay, but I've been, I got my key in my new place today, and I was like doing a lot of unpacking. So I kind of just want to like actually relax and not listen to an old man talk about things that won't change probably. <laughs> so I know, I see what you're saying. That doesn't mean I necessarily want to watch it, even though normally I would, but I'm tired. But anyway, wow. um, uh, I was going to say, speaking of getting keys, you also signed a lease for a place 
Wait. I, I don't know why you're making that face because we haven't had an episode for two weeks. So the people need no, no, to be no, 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 no. I'm confused on like the road that you just took. Because I said because... I was at my place getting my keys oh. for the new place. Yeah. <laughs> so congrats. You signed a lease. I did. I signed a lease. I'm moving to Washington. It's in funny. Almost two weeks. A little over I, two weeks. Oh, God. That's soon. Are you feeling stressed? Um, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, it's funny because the last episode we had, you were like, I'm actually feeling really excited to move. I, I mean, I'm excited, <laughs> but also like, ugh, it's going to be a bitch. I have to go through all yep. of my stuff. Um, so yep. I'm not looking forward to that, but it's okay. We'll be okay. It's I'll be fine. there to help you. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I, I still think it's so funny. Uh, we don't have to tell the whole story, but basically when Ely came here in person for her tour day, the first place we showed up to on President's Day was the place she signed a lease at. And they turned us away because there was no leasing agent there, even though she was able to make an appointment online. I was pissed. Because <laughs> basically, <laughs> I still think it's so funny that you thought the AI yeah. was a real person. <laughs> okay, what was I supposed to think? If you got that email, you would have thought it was a real person too. She I'm had a first and last crazy. name and everything. She had a job title. Like, what was I, was I supposed to? I'm like, am I supposed to now automatically assume that everyone's an AI? Like, that apparently that's what I have to do now because everywhere we went to, they were like, oh yeah, we got one of those. Like, are you kidding? It has a real name. Why does it have a real name? Freaking just... Elon Musk's kid has a faker name than that AI. <laughs> like literally what the heck? I just love how we showed up. The woman, first of all, kind of rude of her to like give us the look she did. But then she was like, oh, Sydney's an AI. And we were both like, my oh. heart was shattered <laughs> into a million pieces. And I was like, Oh my God, I've been deceived this entire time. I well, was crestfallen. Well, Sydney is Sydney's work eventually led to a lease being signed. And I just think that's funny. So yeah, thanks. Sydney. Congrats. Thank you. Congrats, congrats. I, I'm excited about the new place. It's much bigger than my current apartment and it uh, is pretty nice. So that I'm looking forward to has a really good kitchen. I've moved every year for the past three years and yeah so I um and every place that I've moved to I've had like no counter space in my kitchen even though every time I move I've been like I'm looking for counter space that's like the one thing that I have been sacrificing but I really want and now I finally have plenty of counter space so I'm very excited about that and very you know excited. you are going to be less than a 10 minute walk from Nick's new apartment I know. Oh, we've been, That's we've cute. been, we've been coordinating me and Nick are besties. Now we had dinner without Zach. That was fun. Uh, right. It was funny <laughs> how we were playing like apartment. So basically all, well, I had already signed for a place, but Ely and Nick were looking for a place at the same time. And it was funny to me how we were playing like musical chairs of like, Oh, like, is she going to live in Nick's building? My building neither and end up being neither, but Maybe it's it better. Like we have three solid locations that we can just rotate throughout. Yes. Three different pools. Three different swimming pools. <laughs> doves, no beaches. But... <laughs> oh my God. I just what? thought of the funniest thing. What? Have you seen that meme where it's like, um, what is that movie called? Where he's like, no bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make that. But I want to like, no beaches. <laughs> Megamind. <laughs> yeah that's funny as hell yeah uh 
it was very funny when you text me you're like I'm a beach girl so like this summer I'm gonna be I'm like oh I'm literally gonna I I will be driving an hour away to go to the beach I don't care all right good luck with that they're not the best beaches in the world either how how does one live so close to the ocean and have horrible beaches because they're on the bay they're not on the actual ocean they're in the Chesapeake Bay if you want to get to the actual Atlantic Ocean it's longer I hate that anyway did you hear my throat yeah that was disgusting. Edit that out. I swear <laughs> to God. No. <laughs> you know the amount of weird noises I've made that I've kept Ew. in? Ew. Anyway, we should just get started because we have lots to discuss and we only have an hour and eight minutes. Right? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So let's get started. All right. So with, with the news, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little switcheroo on the outline. First of all, let's oh, just that like- makes sense let's just say this like positive little thing before we get to the not so positive thing, but Biden did name a Supreme court nominee judge Ketanji Brown Jackson, a black woman, like he promised the Uh, one thing he's done. so (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) So yeah, let's, I mean, let's see if, the GOP can, I don't, I don't know if get behind is the right phrase. Uh, I don't know if support is the right phrase, but let's just see if she can get on the court. That I would mean, be nice. I feel like the Senate's almost like pretty much 50, 50. Yeah. So I think, I feel like there will be some Republicans that will be fine with it. There were some Republicans that weren't <laughs> going to vote for Amy Coney Barrett. They backed out at the last minute, but they, uh, they were thinking about it. They were thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's hope there's enough Republicans that want a black person, a black woman on the Supreme Court. Uh, yeah, Ugh. white women, all that fetishizing I'll do. Do that. Ah! Do that now. Do that ah! now. Now we're asking you to do it. We shall see. The White House uh, website does not mention like when the timeline is for that voting to happen or not voting confirmation. Uh, but hopefully it happens because that's super cool. And she has cool credentials. So. Go cool off, Katanji. Cool credentials. Yep. All right. You know it's not cool. So we have been off the air for two weeks. Uh, off <laughs> sounds, the air. sounds dramatic. <laughs> uh, and basically, in the last week in particular, the only news that seems to... In fact, I actually missed the Supreme Court nominee news because of what's happening with Russia and Ukraine. Um, I, made a, I made a comment to Nick. I was like, that's like the only news this week. Cause it's, it's, it's taking up all the time. Yeah. And he was like, Oh no, they announced the Supreme court nominee. I was like, Oh, yeah, tell sweet. me you're not black without telling me you're not black. Oh my God. <laughs> tell me I'm not, I mean, you're not black. So. Tell me I'm not going to the right news organizations. Apparently they're just like bombs, war, death. Woo. Um, <laughs> anyway. So yes, Russia invaded Ukraine. Um, I think it was last Thursday or Wednesday evening, our time. Um, it's been dominating the news cycle for Mm -hmm. days and i mean there's not really much to discuss like when it comes to the actual events i mean i think we're pretty firmly both anti-war um (laughs) and it's (laughs) i think it's safe to say we're pretty anti-war yeah i don't think i should have to say that (laughs) i fucking hope not (laughs) i see i feel bad laughing because we're about to talk about in a second um jokes being made about this but anyway um yes that is happening it's very unfortunate that conflict between a couple of men is causing the deaths yeah. of can i just people. say really quickly 
-hmm. In 2016, when we had our first female presidential nominee, um, all you men out there could love to say, oh, we can't have women be president because she's going to get emotional and she's going to be in her period and she's going to start wars. Are you kidding? Literally every war in the history of wars have been started by a man. Basically. And look what y'all are doing now. Fighting and shit. Yeah. No women involved. I just wanted to say oh, that. It, it's a good thing to say. Um, but yeah, real talk, like it's it is distressing. Um, you know, I'm seeing news clips of bodies on the ground. You know, it's it's not why are a you cool... watching news clips of bodies? I mean, I'm watching the news and they're showing it on the news. They're showing like troops' bodies like on the ground and they're showing buildings being bombed. It's a horrible God. thing. Um, but the thing I think we both really want to talk about is just specifically how social media is reacting to this. One thing that's really been bothering me, and I've sent you a few example TikToks over the past few days. Mm-hmm. I just think like, I don't know, I'm not trying to be like a stick in the mud, but the jokes, pretty much any joke surrounding the invasion <laughs> of Ukraine rubs me like totally the wrong way. Whether it's like, oh, me when I get drafted into World War Three, or um, even more despicable, like I fucking hate, I sent you like three of these yesterday. Um, Mm -hmm. all these like there's thirst talks about the Ukrainian president and they have like millions of likes and the comments were like, Oh my God, he's so high. He's so sweet. It's like, um, what? Yeah. This man's country is being invaded. It's also weird because he said, right. He's been like, Oh, I might be dead next week. Like this might be the last time you hear from me. Like that's really scary. And y'all are like, Ooh, I just think it's so inappropriate. Like I'm, I'm really not trying to be sick of the mud, but I just think that's too far and it i am gonna sound like a yeah. grandpa but just so it's no, like no, no. With the gen z in particular i'm like you guys like this is this is like a conflict and people's lives are being lost and people's lives are at stake and homes and families are being uprooted and i get it that like you you actually said something that i want you to repeat that you texted to me a few days ago which i think really hit the nail on the head about how like we have the the privilege oh, to like yeah cope with humor. i mean right that's the thing i feel like like i like you said, don't want to be like a a grandma or like the stick in the mud, as you said, but I feel like there's a fine line between making appropriate jokes to cope with like something scary happening in the world and then just like doing too much. And I think that like two things, one, I feel like access to the internet is making it feel like it's too much because like so many people have access to the internet. And so like maybe just the fact that there's so much of this like light humor going around, it's becoming like inappropriate. Um, two, yes. What I did text you, I think most of these jokes, if not all of these jokes are being made by Americans who have the luxury and also American young people, but young people in the sense that I think they have the comfort of not engaging in politics to a certain extent because they are not old enough to vote like that just popped into my head but also like americans in general just have the luxury of not of being able to cope with humor humor because like it's not really it's not directly affecting us and it, honestly it probably won't so like aside from the gas prices and this that and whatever um so it's just kind of like, I think we need to recognize that if you're going to make those jokes, you also need to be like, I'm privileged in making these jokes. It's inappropriate, but also like, you have to realize that like, 
not everyone in the world feels the same way that we do. Yeah. And I think it just further emphasizes the stereotype of like ignorant Americans. Oh and of God, course there's so annoying. There's thousands of Americans that I'm sure are trying to help whether it's monetarily or by other means, but yeah, I'm just really sick of seeing it. I mean, I like going on TikTok cause it's, it's a nice like respite, I guess, but I don't like seeing all these fucking jokes. Like every other TikTok I get is a, U- is a joke about Ukraine or world war three and I'm over it. And speaking of world war three, I was wondering what you think about like just the kind of ceaseless, uh, even using that term, whether it's by like regular folk like us or people in the media, I'm curious what you think about it. Cause it's like, I think it's part of the, the fear mongering that happens in news media. At least I like to hope it is. I mean, of course there is, there are multiple realities in which this, this conflict could lead to a bigger conflict that becomes something that could be called world, world, world war three, but I'm like over all the headlines being like, Oh, this could be the start of world war three. And because of this, 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 and if Poland gets, I'm like, yeah, I feel like the true reality of it. And I've seen some other videos where people, it's very like depressing to hear, but people are straight up like Ukraine is being invaded by Russia and nobody's going to come and save them. And that's just the reality of it. Because if any other countries get involved, that, that will start a world, a world war. And I think we're just too evolved into like politics and like, in as humans to like, to, to make the conscious decision to help a country, sadly, as small as Ukraine, knowing that it could start a whole world war. So I feel like we might, I mean, it could lead, like, you know, like you said, it might be, this might be like the butterfly effect of what could be called world war three, but I feel like it's not going to just all of a sudden turn into world war three. Like, I feel like it is definitely like some type of fear mongering. Yeah. And lastly, of course, there's the whole thing of, I think that the media is covering this so hard because Ukraine is a predominantly white country. Right. (laughs) You told me earlier that you've seen some stuff on Instagram about this. Yeah. Well, I've just been like, people have been bringing up like Palestine too. And how like most of the coverage that you could hear about that had to happen, like between people on the internet and like on the internet and social media. Whereas like everything that we're hearing right now is like main coming from like news media. I think that's very interesting. And also, yeah, like stuff like this happens all the time in like brown countries and like nobody seems to care as much as they do when it happens. I mean, not to say that this isn't sad and like we shouldn't help, like we as people shouldn't help other people. But I think like you just need to recognize that like this is a big deal because probably mostly because they're white. <laughs> yeah. Or let's think of another example, like Afghanistan was taken over by the Taliban oh my God. like that, that I feel like it wasn't covered by news media until major that capital shit- cities were falling, but that was, went. yeah, it came and went and it wasn't covered until like, I, I, like zero hour basically. Um, Cause at that point you, you can't ignore it, but the Taliban had been like, right taking over territories and cities for weeks beforehand. And I didn't hear a lick about that until it was too late, basically, because Afghanistan is a predominantly not a white country. I feel like it's because the media has like conditioned white America to mostly to like believing that stuff like that in brown countries is like the norm. And it's not something that we have to worry about. And it's like, you should still be concerned about this behavior amongst like, yeah 
figure people, I don't know what the right term is, but you know what I mean? Like, yes, regardless of who it involves, whether it's quote unquote normal for them or not. Like, I think people are just think that it's normal and they don't have to worry about it because that's how they like create this illusion that like that area of the world is bad and scary. And I hate it here. By here, (laughs) I mean this planet, this this planet. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's really all I wanted to talk about. Um, there's not any other news to talk about. Cause like I said, it's been dominating the news cycle. I am worried about this supposedly 40 mile long convoy that's headed toward Ukraine, 40 miles of Russian armament and missiles. God. Uh, I just really hope that the people of Ukraine are able to get to safety on the other side of the border. <sighs> we'll check back in next week. Oh wait, no, we no, won't, we won't, because right? this is our last episode before our fin. Or this is the finale, because we're gonna come back with a new season. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's only like Aww. what we'll be back like early April. Yeah, we just Maybe need for them. April Fools. We'll be like oh, that would be just fun. kidding, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but no, we we gotta we gotta move. So we need to. Yeah, we are that. moving. Yeah, crazy. Anyway, uh, it is music time. Ooh, okay. Uh, All right. Well, switching gears very intensely, but um, hopefully this will help stress you out less. Um, I just want to say, <laughs> I'm very. If I were like a Vegas person, you know how there's just some people that are always in Vegas. If I were one of Vegas, those people. Baby. This is a reason to go to Vegas. Honestly, maybe I will be going to Vegas. When is this? Maybe not. Anyway, <laughs> um, the Jonas Brothers are heading to Las Vegas for a five-night summer residency. Sorry, my laptop just came unplugged. Uh, um, that's exciting. I love the Jonas Brothers. If y'all don't know, I, oh, I'm obsessed. Wait, it's only five nights? Mm-hmm. I thought a residency is like you're kind of there for a minute. Um, no, I five performances. That's it. Five nights, June 3rd, 4th, 9th, 10th, and 11th. So it's like spread out. So technically hey, they're inhabiting Las Vegas for a little you while. You <laughs> should hit up Nick because he fucking loves them. I'm sure he would love to go. Please. Oh <laughs> I also just told my boss about this podcast. So if Carmel is listening, I will be submitting a PTR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick went to two performances on their last tour so (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing nick i will be hitting you up um i love the jonas brothers like seriously i love them it's just like such they just embody like the prime of my childhood and the fact that they got back together and they put their differences aside and reunited as brothers plus they're hot (laughs) (laughs) they are (laughs) (laughs) they were hot then and they're still hot now Uh, in different ways uh, (laughs) so yeah i love that that's happening um maybe y'all can catch me in vegas (laughs) i care you know those tickets are gonna go like they're gonna be so expensive (laughs) too they're gonna be like eight (laughs) hundred dollars i don't know actually how much they're gonna be but i'm imagining they're gonna be expensive um Anyway, speaking of expensive, um, Meg the Stallion just got cast in an A24 R-rated musical called Fucking Identical Twins. It's basically going to be the parent trap. Um, unfortunately, I've hit my article limit with uh, New York Magazine. Ugh. 
<laughs> Wait, is it? Is she one of the twins? Is she the twins? No, I believe the twins. Um, I don't remember who all, who else got casted because again, right. I just I reached my article limit. Um, yeah, abolish article limits. <laughs> <laughs> Some reporter you are. <laughs> That's exciting though. A twenty four constantly putting out quality content. Quality um, content. We oh. will be reviewing said content later today. <laughs> uh, wait, um, we will. Oh, that's true. I forget they produced you for it. Oh, why did you? Spoiler. Why did you get so close? To- I, I don't know. I'm sorry. You looked so funny when you did that. You were like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um. Also, something I thought you would be way more excited about, but you're not is Normani is dropping a new single on Friday, March 18th. Honestly, I actually, I'm also not that excited for it just because the last one was so mid. Boring! Uh, I want to support Normani so bad, but... Yeah, wanting and actually doing it. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing with Normani. I told you I give my opinions and I'm going to do it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't even remember. I remember one word of the last single, wild. (laughs) Yeah, that that was the best. What was it called? It was wild something? Wild, Wild side? Yeah, sure that. Yeah, but the best part of that single is the do do do. Um, <laughs> but like most of the, it was boring for the most part. And the thing with Normani yeah. is, like, she dropped one of the best pop singles of the decade in August of 2019. Motivation. <laughs> I love that song. It's so good. The video is so good. Her dance moves mm-hmm. are so good. She's fucking gorgeous. And what did she do after Motivation dropped? Nothing. 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 And you know what's sad is before motivation dropped, she did Love Lies with Khalid. Yeah, like and she did Waves with Black. That was amazing. That like set us up for like greatness. And then it was like what happened. Like I maybe the pandemic, like she was like, Oh, instead of working, I'm gonna like take time for myself. But like that was it's just been so long. And there was a joke where it's like, oh, it's been one year since motivation. It was almost two years since motivation. And then she dropped this wild side song, which wasn't good. So I'm just like, it's frustrating. Cause she's, she's like always in the public eye. Like I see her at every event, all these parties. Like I see her a lot, but it's like, what are you doing? Are you in working Cardi on B's something? Music video. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I, I'm, I sound very passionate because I am. I think she's so talented and she has she the like potential talented. to blow up. And it's like, she could what be are the you next doing with Meg your time? The yeah. next most fetishized black woman by white women. But <laughs> it's just like, what are you and gay men <laughs> like me? <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, <laughs> but also <laughs> I think, I think part of the reason, Hey, so hey <laughs> when she popped up on Instagram today, I was like, mm. And gay men. Gorgeous. <laughs> yep. Another reason why I'm not excited is because she's dropping the single the same day that Crash by Charlie XCX drops. So I have an allegiance to support. That comes first. <laughs> the gay conflict. <It's> like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, maybe I'll find time to slip her new single in somewhere in between like the eight listens of the album I do on that day. But... Right. Let's never forget I was visiting you and Lady Gaga dropped Chromatica and you made <laughs> stay up late to listen to that. And I was like, wow, okay, we're doing this. <laughs> There's some, not the laugh. <laughs> There's some artists like, I'm so, like, you do it too. You're like, oh, midnight. I'm going to wait until the weekend. That's me literally exactly. every time the weekend. Yeah. Music. See? So yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's talk about more. Oh, wait, do you have thoughts on this single? Um, I think I've shared my thoughts. I'm not that mm-hmm. I'm not looking forward to it. I'll listen to it. Cause I want to cool. know the tea, but exactly. 
We'll see. Normani, you know this good? is your chance you know to redeem yourself. Imagine if what? whenever she does drop an album, if she does, what if she has the audacity to put motivation on to it? Put all, no, what if she has the audacity I to can't. put all these singles on I it? Can't. That's good. You know what this is going to be? It's going to be Silk Sonic 2.0, where we're going to be like, <laughs> there's so many singles, this album better be super long. And then they release the track list. <laughs> and the singles make up literally more than half of the album. And it's like. Well, it would just be funny if she is? included a single that's like three years old on it. And like low-key embarrassing. Even though it's that's what, a really that's great what, song. That's, that's what Cardi B's going to have to do because. Oh, I guess. WAP came out in 2020. We've been promised an album Ugh. over and over and over again. Up came out over a year ago. Still no, still no new music. And she did, purposefully didn't submit WAP for any Grammy consideration because she was like, I'm waiting for the album. Yeah, Where's the I album, know. sis? Like touring has resumed. Like people are <laughs> like, there's no excuse anymore. Come on. <laughs> I'm done with your excuses. <laughs> Anyway, okay. Um, speaking, well, actually, not speaking of anything. Um, so this is just a piece of interesting um, chart news from earlier this week. So, Labyrinth and Zendaya's song "I'm Tired" from the most recent episode of Euphoria, which was also the finale. Um, it, not true. What? That's, That's not, not true. The finale? No. So, I don't watch Euphoria. <laughs> you do through t- Twitter, apparently. Yeah, but I don't know enough to know what <laughs> okay. episode all the music is from. It's it's we 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 got to get technical here. It's actually not from any episode because this version okay. is like like the the labyrinth version of songs from episode four and Zendaya is not on it. And I have a controversial thought about this. I I was like disappointed when I put this on. I was like, oh, this isn't the version that played in the actual show because, as I'll talk about later, I think the original version is like breathtaking and wow, there's a part rude. there's a part they cut out of this version entirely and zen i i, I also have an emotional attachment to the scene so like hearing it with zendaya oh i'm like yeah okay oh sorry sorry i didn't uh, uh, hear. what'd you do to her accident my foot accidentally touched her face and she jumped <laughs> up now she's going in her crate like she's mad at me <laughs> i like just stretched my leg out and she jumped up so sorry um anyway uh so speaking of this song it debuted in the top 10 at number nine on the u.s spotify chart um and they only dropped it like on sunday which also i have to say zendaya posted on her instagram story that they had been working on this song literally up until mid-february they only just finished it like 14 days before the episode came out See, that's interesting to me. I mean, I'll talk about it later too, but like the the original version, like in the scene, Labyrinth actually makes a cameo and he's singing it in the scene. So that means they like the original version well, was locked yeah, down like I'm last sure summer. It was finished. Yeah. But, but like they didn't really they add were, she anything. said they went back and forth into the studio, out of the studio, in the okay. studio that's up weird. until 14 days ago. That's hmm. weird. Interesting. Interesting. We'll talk more about it later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sherry agrees. And Sherry's noting that is the end of our music section for the week. All right. For the for the season. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it's I wonder if Zoom's gonna cut that scream out. You it know, did. it does that. Oh, fuck me. That was a good one. <laughs> anyway, entertainment. I only have three stories because I know that I'm gonna have like an inflated media moment. So I'm gonna try and make this brief. Uh, TikTok is once again bumping the video limit to 10 minutes. I truly want to know your thoughts on this because I saw that and I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding. Too much. 
too way much. too much. Three was I pushing am it. Not, three was pushing it. And I am not going to sit there amidst all the other short form content and watch a 10 minute video. Are you kidding? Exactly. Also, you know what I still don't get? Nick and I were just talking about this the other day, actually. Like, why is it that some videos you can scrub through it and others you can't? Like, it should I think be it universal. Depends on the length, right? Like I the shorter know. videos, you can't, but the ones that are longer, you can. I don't know. Like, I don't I know. Just, this is just I, too much. I think yeah. it's too much. I know they're trying to compete with like YouTube probably, but Ugh. I think it's it's too much. And three was pushing it. I think two probably would have been ideal for the most you could do. I'm just, you know what I, you know what I'm really sick of that I thought of today? Two things. One, I'm sick of social media companies monopolizing the social media industry. And two, I'm super fucking sick of the lack of creativity at this point. It's like everybody Ooh. just does what each other does. And it's super yeah, annoying. It's, it's true. Like, oh, come on. Listeners, if you want to hear more about that, take it all the way back to season one. We, when we had our social media episode, I believe we discussed. I don't detail. really remember that, but. Well, <laughs> I guess I'm the one editing all these. So it's like in my, in my brain. Bank. Yeah. It leaves my brain as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I did my part. I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> love that okay um moving on to the next entertainment story so the oscars are still on their bullshit bruh i don't know how they think the ceremony is going to go this year but i can tell you right now it is not going to go well it's already it, shit <laughs> it's i don't understand like we talked about the host i don't understand the methodology behind the host i don't understand this decision the fan vote i don't i don't get it so the fan vote is absolutely captivating because the leading films are very confusing if you i don't know if you saw them, that but... i did they the, the oscars themselves tweeted out the what the top 10 on the leaderboard <laughs> and one of them is like a film that came out like two weeks ago but it's starring johnny depp and so of course all of his like uh, misogynist supporters oh. no not the fangar fangirls like fangirls <laughs> <laughs> not them it's the it's the men that like that hate Amber Heard because they think she's like a like a gold digger or something and they just well she 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 is no ain't no saint. I, I know, but there's a group of like like misogynist men on Twitter that support Johnny Depp simply for the reason that like they think in that situation like he was wrong by a woman. So literally that one film, it's like Midawa yeah. or Mid whatever. They're like, they're, it's on they're there like taking and running with the one situation they could find yeah. where like a woman was actually abusive in a relationship. Yeah. Well, I mean, and here's the thing with like the fan vote too. I, I think someone, someone tweeted about this where they were like, if BTS had a documentary last year, <laughs> that would win the fan vote. You know, it's like utilize the correct fan base and <laughs> it's going to win. So you're one hundred percent right. Yeah, like it's. Oh my god! So it means nothing. Um, I mean, and yeah, that leads us to this next baffling decision, which I'm shocked they have not reversed yet because this happened like a week ago. So much hatred. Yeah. So the Oscars they invited a bunch of nominees onto a giant Zoom call, and you know what they said to them? They said, "So all you people on the Zoom, we're going to be cutting your categories from the ceremony, from the live ceremony, and sorry." basically sorry uh, like what a way to do it they invited all the nominees onto a zoom call and they were like yeah. hey so basically they're cutting they're cutting original score make a pair <gasps> Wait, styling. what yep the documentary short film editing that's ironic they're editing out editing um production design animated short live action short, <gasps> and, and sound they're cutting eight categories out of the 24 um they're gonna be 
edited for time and broadcast sporadically throughout the evening, apparently. That which, is which just sounds I'm like floored by yeah, some of those. It sounds more effort to me to do that than to just let people fucking have their time in the oh live spotlight. God. It's just so like the irony. Like, are you guys tone deaf? You're supposed to be celebrating <laughs> the night to celebrate the achievements in film, and you're cutting a third, a third of the historically nominated categories, including editing. I'm shocked about editing, the original score. That's like a lot of people's favorite category yeah i i just think this is baffling and i'm no. really not looking I'm, I mean, I'm gonna watch it i'm not looking forward to the ceremony because it just seems like such a fucking mess it is um I, let's I'm hope just, they're listening to this podcast yeah. right now so <laughs> Again, they know I'm, I'm really shocked that they have not reversed this decision because in the past like when they've done stupid things and there's an outcry they reverse they it but they <laughs> they're like oh no we're gonna do this i'm like okay well you're gonna like this solidifies it. You're going to have your least viewed ceremony ever. Once again, I just, it's frustrating because I think the Oscars can be something so special. And when they work, they really work. But whoever's producing them lately, it's just like bad decision after bad decision. And it's just disrespectful. Even like it started going downhill once they accidentally announced that La La Land won ah! this picture. (laughs) Basically. Yeah. I mean, like even the people, in that get to like be live and like get their award accepted they still like turn the lights down on them play them out with music it's like and it'll be like black people that are like so proud of finally winning something and they'll be like you remember you remember when when parasite had its historic win as the first foreign language film to win best picture and they turned the lights down after one woman gave words Right. And then everybody chanted and then they turned them yeah. back up because everybody, again, everybody was like, what are you doing? God, it's just embarrassing. I'm just over it. I'm going to watch it, but um, it's frustrating. <laughs> yeah, they are. They could use us to running that place. <laughs> oh, trust me. If I was Oscar's <laughs> producer, it'd be a wild time. Anyway, uh, last entertainment story. It's like our second or third euphoria mentioned on this episode. Um, but this is this is pretty surprising to me. But HBO announced that Euphoria is their second most watched show ever, next to a second to only Game of Thrones. Um, and in fact, Euphoria season two episodes were averaging sixteen point three million viewers an episode. And Holy the finale, shit. the finale, like people, so a combination of people who watched it live on HBO and people on HBO Max who tuned in when the episode dropped was six point six million people. So oh it's, it's, it's kind of exciting to me because I mean, I'll talk about it more in the media moments, but it's cool that this many people are watching a show that I think is doing some really interesting things artistically and hopefully the outcry after its conclusion will lead to some changes in the next season, but, uh, hopefully in writing and directing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, but that's that's very interesting to me. That that's a huge uh Paul for that show. So yeah, and I think it's interesting too because and actually a huge achievement on HBO's part because Game of Thrones was the thing that brought everyone together every Sunday night from across the world. And I feel like that's yeah. what Euphoria's been doing. Obviously, not to the same extent, but very similar, apparently. And it's working pretty well. They've succeeded. Everybody was, oh, what's gonna be the next Game of Thrones? What are we all gonna watch together? And it's euphoria. So yeah. Congrats to everyone. Imagine involved. imagine if uh TikTok was around when Game of Thrones was airing. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I I think about that constantly. Constantly. 
especially the last season with all that dumb foolery. Oh, I wish we would have had TikTok for that one. Yeah, I think the biggest congrats is to Zendaya because this means her price will likely go up and she deserves all the money in the world. You remember that clip of her looking up her net worth and it was only like 1.5 million? She's like, I can tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I bet she's definitely worth a lot more than that. So good for her. And she deserves it, as I will also be talking about later. (laughs) I'll be talking about her in a few minutes. Oh, well, go ahead because it's pop culture time, baby. Okay. You ready? Yeah, sorry. I'm just, I don't know if it's allergies or if I'm just like sicky, but the mucus is flowing. Oh my God, maybe you are sicky. Uh, maybe. Anyway. Disgusting. Pop okay. culture. Pop culture. Okay. So I first want to talk about the SAG Awards, which I thought you were going to talk about. So that's why I put it first because I made it like I wanted to make it a transition moment, but nope, there sorry. was no mention. Uh- <laughs> sorry. I mean, I, I didn't have much to say. I mean, it's like, it was kind of surprising that jessica chastain won because she was not seen as a front runner at all so that's kind of a shakeup. and coda winning ensemble is is cool and unexpected but the oscar front runner power the dog was not even nominated so it's like you can't really say this is an upset i don't know i didn't have many thoughts but Mm. okay yeah well i'm just purely going to talk about them from a fashion standpoint yeah, I need to look up these as you say them because okay, yeah. I well, if you click them. the link, all the ones I mentioned are in this link here. This Buffy ah! article. Haley Steinfeld looks stunning. She's the first one in this article. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so my number one, number number one. Now, this is not to say that Vanessa Hudgens oh, is my Haley favorite Seinfeld. person ever, but let me tell you this. The other night when the SAG Awards were happening, I was on Twitter and I saw Vanessa Hudgens was trending and I forgot that it was the SAG Awards. So I was like, why is Vanessa Hudgens trending? I clicked on that trending topic. And let me tell you, I went, <gasps> oh, I just saw the picture. Look at that gown. Look at that garment. Stunning satin Stun- mint green. Are you kidding? Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Beautiful. And she she just she kills it every time. And it's like, why can't you act right on the internet? Uh, I mean, inevitable though. <laughs> inevitable. <laughs> to use her own words against her. Uh. <laughs> but I mean, oh my God, I can't stop looking at this. Like, <laughs> yeah. Slade. Yeah, Slade. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then I also really liked uh, Lady Gaga, also in the article, looked incredible. Um, She's look at like, that white I'm not dress showing up at the Oscars, so I got to make with a point the gold. Now. Like, oh my! Yeah. And then the the slicked hair, oh, I love it. Slade. Lady Gaga, yeah, <laughs> Slade, um, literally. Uh, Jessica Chastain, I love a pantsuit moment. It looks Stunning. fine. Uh, Could have been more interesting, like color pattern, but work titties out. Yeah, I like when women wear pantsuits without a bra. (laughs) (laughs) What a specific thing to say. Sorry. Um, Selma Hayek, I love the like arm moment, but her dress is wrinkly. I'm trying to find a picture picture. now. These photos are taking forever to load. It's wrinkly. I'm pissed. Is she at the bottom? Did they put the brown one at the bottom? No, she's right after Jessica Chastain. She's number 17. Oh, I completely missed that. We're going back up. Gucci. And she has like gorgeous like sheer sleeves or like like gloves wait is it pink 
Yeah, it's like the oh, yeah, garment is stunning. Oh, but oh, it's oh, wrinkly. It is wrinkly girl. girl. This is why you need a this steamer is... as soon as you get that out the limo. Mm-hmm. Well, that could cause burns, but <laughs> oh well, I don't steam it before know. you put it on and then lay down and pay limo. somebody. Your husband is like one of the richest men on the planet. She's probably like incredibly <laughs> rich herself. So. Well, that too, but yes. <laughs> so yeah, that was disappointing, but still love the gown. And I also kind of liked Kid Cudi's look. I don't know. It looks a little goofy, but I was kind of into it. You I know mean, whose look whenever... I didn't like? Oh, who? Oh, sorry. I was sorry. gonna say Me. whenever a man wears something other than just a tux, it's like, oh wow, you did something. <laughs> I just effort. really like Kid Cudi also. I don't know. <laughs> Ever since he called Kanye West a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> um i mean no i liked kid cutty before that but that really sealed it in um you know who i didn't like who's not in this list (laughs) let me if you can google it andrew garfield i'm you know i love him andrew garfield that suit could have been tailored so much better to him and it just wasn't it looks Uh, bad on him right uh, i don't know i don't really like it uh, it's plain it's plain it just doesn't look good. On, like, it's not fit. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It looks a little too big. The pants are stupid. Yeah. The pants yeah, are stupid. I don't Sorry, BB. I love it. Yeah. If you're going to do, like, a flare moment, like, you got to really flare Like, do the flare. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it looks like yeah, you're, like, yeah, thinking yeah. about it, but not committing. Yeah. So, um, the looks were great. If you have the chance, look at Vanessa Hudgens, please. <laughs> 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 okay. I swear. I'm not a lesbian. Anyway, ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this is kind of like funny. So I was looking at an article, a listicle of like pop culture moments that happened. And maybe this is something that you know or you don't know, but uh, Queen Elizabeth tested positive for COVID-19 and a tabloid <laughs> accidentally reported that Queen Elizabeth died. And then they retracted the article and released a new one with the title fact check 10 reasons we believed queen elizabeth was dead that's so and i was funny. i was going to read out the reasons but i read them and they were actually like really trying to defend themselves and they, like they weren't even funny they were just oh like, so it's not funny okay i mean no it's like funny that they did that but like they just it was just bad reporting and then they tried to like clean it up by like being like we really thought like here's literally all the reasons uh- we thought <laughs> and it was just like okay y'all are just stupid but uh- yeah um be better <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm also Be better. Naming... speaking of the Brits. Long live the Queen. I'm naming my favorite Brit, Tom Holland, uh, boyfriend of the year, because in the middle of doing all this press for his new movie, Uncharted, he flew to Rome to surprise Zendaya for a date night. And I think that's <laughs> super cute. I what was she doing in Rome? Him. Just hanging out in Rome? Amazing things. That's what that's all they're saying. Oh. So she's clearly filming something that we don't know about. <laughs> oh, wait, she's doing that film with Luca Guadagnino, who is Italian. So Rome would make sense. So maybe she's there like talking to him or something. That might be it. But um, that's beautiful. Love them. Yeah, I Precious. love them. They're so cute. Okay. To all the haters that state was just know, for No Way Home. It's been three months no, since that came out. I idolize them. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so next thing I want to talk about is the John Mulaney hosted SNL this weekend for the fifth time, which congrats to him. But as you know, we don't really like him because he's kind of uh, shady. Uh. But this is just something that I thought was interesting. So I watched his opening monologue, all seven minutes of it, because I wanted to talk about it because I saw TikTok about it. And I was like, let me actually listen to what he said. 
Um, so as you know, he recently, uh, Olivia Munn gave birth to their child in November, late November, I think, I don't know, actually they've been very vague about the birth date. Um, anyway, <laughs> Olivia Munn gave birth to their child. Ew. I hate watching you do this. Can you turn your camera off? You. You're going to be you. digging for gold. I'm like, feeling, oh, Jesus I'm feeling sicky. So He's I like elbow my... deep in his nostrils no, not. right now. I had to blow my nose because I have mucus in my nose. So I went on mute and I was not digging. There's dripping was, mucus. Guys, I was trying was to wipe up. literally elbows deep. No, I was not. Nose. Would you Absolutely. rather I take my finger and shove it up there? Yeah. Shove the camera? Damn, I'm being civilized. I know your mama raised you at a barn, but around here we have some decorum. Oh my God. <laughs> Leave me alone. Okay, well, fine. Anyway, so back to John Mulaney's monologue. He basically outed himself as like cheating on his wife. Um, like very shortly after he got out of rehab because he was, he gave like the exact dates that he was in rehab. And then based on when his baby was born, we know that he got Olivia Munn pregnant that same month, like in February of 2021. So it's just like very interesting that he said that, like you could not said that. I don't know. I will say though, I did laugh like genuinely multiple times, even though I didn't want to. Um, during, <laughs> during that monologue. So he's still funny, but um, hmm. mm, I have not watched it. Do not. Let's plan just to say watch he it. lost me in the divorce. Uh, divorce, babes, divorce. Divorce. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't really have anything else, but I just wanted to say I'm purposefully not talking about Kim and Kanye because at this point, it's been two weeks since we've recorded an episode of this podcast and there's like too much. And now it's just like getting super legal that like, I can't keep up. So, um, I know how y'all like to tussle, but I'm not going to talk about them anymore. <laughs> I just can't like I emotionally, physically, mentally, I can't. I mean, honestly, I'm I'd sick be lying of talking if I said about I wasn't him. relieved. Uh, <laughs> it's very repetitive at this point. Like we get it. Kanye's mental health issues and Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy with this decision. <laughs> okay. Well, um, Godspeed to Kim Kardashian in all of her legal woes with her ex-husband. But Why did you just make the hunger, hunger game symbol? Like, good luck, you know? Oh, that, wait, is that three fingers <laughs> is it or this? two? Yeah, I think they do. I don't fucking know. I don't know, bro. Good luck to years Kim Kardashian. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> all right. is, it, uh, is it media moment time? I think it is, yes. It's time for the media moment. Okay, you are going first. Ah! <laughs> that sound just- I love how I could, I could be completely like lying and you just <laughs> accept it, but I do keep track and it is your turn, so. Thank you. After that one snafu- I yeah. appreciate it. I never wanted to go there again. That was so embarrassing. Yeah, that was very embarrassing for you <laughs> and me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Here, I'll blow my nose again while you're doing this. <laughs> Ew, not with your mic on. You're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to mute. I'm sorry. You were yelling at Shuri. Okay. Disgusting. Are you good? <laughs> yeah, talk about Charlie Puth. Okay, why do you keep doing this? You're just like giving away my media mom before I even speak on it. Oh, fuck me. I'm sorry. 
I spoiled my own. So spoiled it. Okay, that was your decision. I'm really sorry. (laughs) I'll work on that going forward. (laughs) Okay, so Zaxo really just said, uh, my media moment for this week is Light Switch by Charlie Puth because I'm re-entering a Charlie Puth era, but also I, I had like a lot of things that I, not a lot of things. I had multiple, two things that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> and the other thing was, um, something that I've noticed as I'm re-entering a Charlie Puth era is that he writes horrible songs for himself, but the <laughs> songs that he writes for other people are like actually really good. <laughs> Wait, and, but like, this the, song is by he, him. Yeah. 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 The beats that he writes for that he makes for other people and like the lyrics he writes for other people are pretty decent. But this I mean, not this song specifically, but just other songs in his discography. I'm like, really? Girl, I'll never forget the Marvin Gaye get it on song. That's horrible. Exhibit A. A. Um, Some other examples that I enjoy are I mean, this song is here's the thing. I think some he's he's good at like writing music like. But lyrically, it's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> this song is interesting because he basically wrote it like uh, while he was making TikToks. And so like, that's cool, I guess. But, and he's been like writing other songs like that on TikTok. And there are some that I am actually really looking forward to. Yeah, there are some songs that he has coming up that he's working on that I'm looking forward to. But just the more that I listen to some of his other stuff, I'm like, really fam? But he's written other things for other people that, or I I, I kind of like like he wrote that song um <laughs> by Justin Bieber and the Kid Leroy. Yes, he contributed that. in writing that song, and I think that song has a good beat. Like he wrote that like on that little like synth moment. That's like you know that the whole wow. the hook. Good for him. So yeah, it's like pop songwriters are very interesting because it's like they have a lot of talent, but they don't really use it in the right ways. So. Um, yeah, I've been just listening to this light switch song because it's very catchy um, and it gets, keeps getting stuck in my head and then I have to keep listening to it. So would you say that he put his whole pussy into it? Bye. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> You're done. You're done. Canceled. Absolutely not. I'm, I hate that. I absolutely hate that. I'm proud of myself for that one. I'm not. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Talk well, about euphoria. Uh, wow. Thanks for the spoiler. Just kidding. Okay. So here's the tea though. Real quick. So since I was watching Nick's dog all weekend, mostly doing mm-hmm. nothing, I had a lot of time to watch a lot of media. So while I'm going to talk about euphoria season uh. two, I also watched free guy, which was fine. I watched the killing you season three premiere, which was good. And I love that show. Oh, season four. I'm sorry. I don't know why I wow. put season three Did in the outline. Wow, I'm shit. such a flop. Are you I a watched... real fan? Not you. <laughs> I am. And <laughs> I watched the new episode of Drag Race season 14. I watched the entirety of Drag Race UK season three because I resubscribed <laughs> to WoW Presents to watch it. I love Drag Race and the UK version is even better because we love, we love crazy British. British people. British. Um, and I think I talked about this like early early on in the season where i tried watching that show generation on hbo max and i did not like the first episode that much and i just didn't go back to it well i gave it a second chance and i actually like really love that show now and i only have a couple episodes left um wow. i just really like how it portrays queer youth 
and the the special mentality that like binds queer people together as like chosen family and i also love how it's about high schoolers and they actually act like kids like they make really stupid choices and they say stupid things it's not like euphoria where everyone's <laughs> like oh no i'm serious like it's like people like they act like children which i think is cool um but it didn't get renewed so i only go have a couple episodes and then it's done Aww. yeah because hollywood hates queer people apparently they do they really do it's so yeah. rude so I, I actually really like that show and I recommend it. Anyway, let's talk about why are you making that face? I had to get I had to get my tissue again because I had a little mucky coming on my nose. I thought you were gonna go back into the mines. Damn. So judgmental. Everybody blows their nose. Just like how everybody shits, everybody farts. People gotta blow their nose when they're sick. Okay. Damn. Wait, right after you said that, you had to sniffle. <laughs> yeah, because I'm congested. <laughs> Damn. Funny. All right. Anyway, I have been telling y'all that once Euphoria season two ended, I was going to talk about it because I didn't think it was fair to give an assessment on the season until the season was over. So now it is over and I have things to say. And we appreciate um, that. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to start with the negatives yes so and i'm sure you know about some of these things too because you've seen it on twitter and tiktok and everything um even though you don't watch the show the number one thing at the top of my list is with barbie ferrera's character cat she awful. really had like absolutely awful nothing to do this season awful. and it seems that i don't want to like give a lot of uh like attention to rumors but it does seem that the rumor that she fought with sam levison on set and he cut her scenes is true because like he's petty she has no purpose in this season basically she has a couple scenes where she's like oh she i'm not happy with my boyfriend behind maddie and she's like oh my god cassie that's like really bad <laughs> yeah that basically and it's a shame because she was a really cool character in season one so that's unfortunate and uh jules got basically no character development this season which is also unfortunate because she was her relationship with rue is what anchored the whole first season and i just think their their relationship is really interesting and it's what drew me to the show in the first place but we mm. don't get a lot of jewels this season and the jewels we do get it there's just nothing awful happening there <laughs> and it there's also a rumor that a storyline got cut with her and nate um so I'm not the biggest fan of that, especially since the Jewel special episode, which was the last piece of content of uh, last piece of Euphoria content we got before season two. As you know from our uh, best of 2021, is a masterpiece. That was like, your I favorite. Love yeah. that episode. A masterpiece, and it's probably because they brought uh, Hunter Schaefer on to like actually help write the script, which would be nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and my third thing is the whole Cassie and Nate and Maddie drama just took up way too much time this season unnecessarily so i was gonna um, ask you about that because that's really all i've been hearing about and i was like isn't rue like the star of the show and i hear nothing about her i just hear stuff about cassie nate and maddie yeah i was just talking to robin about the season yesterday and i was like my conspiracy theory is that cassie actually has more screen time than rue this season <laughs> because it, it's like for instance okay just in general like my last qualm my master is the storytelling is is pretty erratic and it's a shame because like when the show works it it works like it is doing some really cool and unique things but then 
it, it's just all over the place. Like for instance, episode five is probably the best episode of the series outside of the special episodes. And it's all about Rue. It's Rue centric. There's nothing else happening. And she gets to like the deepest pit she's been in through the whole series in episode five. We don't get a lot of time with her in episode six or seven or the finale. And then all of a sudden at the end of the finale, she's like, I'm clean. And I think I'm going to like do better now. What happened? <laughs> like, just like, just like kind of skipping to it's it, it, like the story just skips. And I feel like we're missing segments of it. And I just, I'm struggling to figure out how that happened because I don't think the removal of Kat's potential storyline could have fucked up the show that much. So I don't know what it is. I mean, people on TikTok are making jokes that like Sam Levinson just wanted to see Sydney Sweeney's tits. So that's why he <laughs> gave Cassie more screen time. Somebody was like, oh, a Sam Levinson cameo this episode. And it was the part where someone shouted <laughs> on the stage, show us your tits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on with the storytelling. I, I hope that feedback is taken from TikTok, basically. And... <laughs> Uh, when season three comes out, I think they said like 2024 because it's not going to film till next summer. Hopefully we get some resolutions because there's simply just things that have been left on the table for the whole season and have not been addressed at all, which is frustrating. Um, it is frustrating. So I was like left dissatisfied by the finale because then it's, of course, you can't be like, oh, well, there's, there's still a chance. Like at this point, the season's over. So I'm dissatisfied, but... I do need to talk about the things I love about this show that continue to mm -hmm. be great. I'm just going to blow my nose first and then I'll talk about it. <laughs> oh my God. That was a big one. <laughs> Ew, stop. Oh my God. Get <laughs> okay i'm done and now show you something you <laughs> lots is happening yeah okay so the things i love i actually have a notes app about this so let me bring it up i was going to take notes on the negative things but they were just kind of at top of mind you know what i mean okay so uh, things in euphoria season two i loved first of all there's for those of you who know those like series of shots in episode one that are like slow motion, like flash bulbs illuminating the characters. Stunning. This show continues to be beautifully photographed. They shot it on Kodak film this season. Last season was digital and the film grain that apparently they like had to call Kodak to remanufacture a type of film that was. Yeah, I saw that. Before. Yeah, the, it's wow. stunning. Like it professional be stunning. And so those shots in particular love them um cal jacobs nate jacobs dad he had a very interesting like redemption this season which is oh he was doing some awful things last season so it's like wow this came out of nowhere but the cold open in episode three where it's a flashback to him in high school and how he was lusting after his best friend and just generally being closeted i thought was really well done and really captured what repressed gayness is like um and sort of that gut punch of like his girlfriend telling him that she's pregnant and him realizing that like, oh shit, like he's never going to be able to live his authentic self. That was a gut punch. And I thought that was really well done. Um, the shot of, I'm sure you've seen this, the shot of Cassie sitting at the mirror with the flowers behind her in episode four. Like the midsummer. Stunning. That was the, stunning. But what, what 
that shot pulls out and I don't know if you've seen this part of it, but it pulls out and like in reality, there's no flowers behind her. Like you see, it's just blackness. Um, so I, that shot is like probably, well, no, it's not the shot of the season. It's the, the second shot of the season. Cause I'm gonna talk about the shot in a second. Mm, okay. Um, all of episode five, like I said, is incredible. It's like an acting showcase for Zendaya where basically she goes on like a rampage. She secured the Emmy. Yeah, no, it's, it's stunning. Like it's, she is an actress. It's stunning. And I was like on the edge of my seat that whole episode. No, I will tell you, I didn't even watch the episode, obviously, but seeing clips, it like her acting was so good that it like literally made me like cringe and it made me uncomfortable watching her like that because you know how she is in real life and you know that she's not like that. And it like scared me seeing her like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's like, she's that's good acting it was really hard to watch she literally has a scar for life now from when she kicked down the door there's a scene where she breaks down a door to get to to her mom and her sister's room and she got a scar in real life from kicking down that door um so that episode is intense there's a scene between her and jules regarding a revelation which like kind of broke me because like i said i was really invested in their relationship um let's see oh lexi's play in, in episode seven and eight, <laughs> Lexi is iconic. I like love Maude Apatow. I think she's so funny. Um, her play is iconic. The cinematography again was really cool where it was like weaving between past and present, like like as it's reflected in the play. And then it would very cleverly like switch to the actual scene as it happened in the past. Um, that was awesome. And we now have two iconic screen performances of holding up for a hero, this and Trek 2. Yeah. Um, 100% incredible but the thing I really want to talk about is episode four and this is regarding uh, Labyrinth song I'm tired so there's a scene in towards the end of episode four which is like incredible like devastating um scene and it's it's where Rue is getting high and all of a sudden she's imagining that she's in a church and she's walking down the aisle and the, the pews are filled with people that she knows and people she doesn't know. And Labyrinth is singing. He's it's like his cameo. He's singing that song um, up at the head of the church and she's walking towards him and they embrace as he's still singing and he's like belting the song. That's why I like the original are version. Are you doing like that? Because he's he's holding a mic. He's holding a mic. So I'm like recreating. I was like Black Lives Matter. No, no, sorry. That's me holding a mic. So anyway, he's he's like belting the song and that's why I want the the episode the version that aired in the episode because it's like more passionate and like unfiltered and it makes it more powerful and then it cuts to her embracing her dad um and oh my god it's like really emotional because the song of course is very powerful um and the part that they cut out of the version that they released on Spotify is him saying like release me like like because all Rue wants to do is like it's actually really it's really sad she just wants to be with her dad like she wants to die so she can be with her dad again because that was like her best friend um and so it's I can't watch this show yeah so it's her it's her swaying with her dad and she's saying like I'm an awful person he's like you're not an awful person um and that's actually one of the only times we've heard him speak in the whole series um and then the the like the part that just like rips your heart out is it cuts as the song is ending it cuts to her it's a shot this is the shot I was telling you about um it's outside of her bedroom window 
and there's a light shrieking in and hitting her body and she's swaying by herself with her arms out as if someone's there but they're not um and just that smash cut from like her wanting to be with her dad um to her like just in her room alone i was like oh my god tears that scene is absolutely devastating and it's it's indicative of like what this show is and can be like all the time i that's why like when people are like oh get rid of sam levinson i don't like no like sam levinson is is the the captain of the ship like artistically and he's proven multiple times that like he can hit and hit like deep with the storytelling and the writing and the aesthetics and everything but But is that enough (laughs) well what i do agree with is we need to get another writer in here because I think the writing is where the issue is. The, the, it's not It's not the aesthetics. It's not the performances. It's the writing. And so I agree with people when they're like, get someone else in, bring Hunter in, because Hunter can write, especially for her character. Yeah. Like that's been proven. So that's what I want to see in season three. Like do not change the cinematographer. Don't change the performers. Just bring in another writer, whether it's Hunter or someone else or or maybe two writers he clearly needs someone to help guide like the storytelling ship. Cause that's kind of getting away from him. Yeah. And preferably a woman. Yeah. Like Hunter. <laughs> like bring like, Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. I think Hunter's a badass and she can write. So. Yeah. Cause Ugh. yeah. I mean, I guess as someone who doesn't watch the show, I, I can't really say too much, yeah. but oh, sure. He's getting excited. Oh, she's biting your arm. Anyway, those are my thoughts. Uh, I still enjoy my time watching it. It is fun being part of like event television viewing. And it is, it's like, oh shit, we're not going to watch it for like two years. So. Damn. Yeah. But anyway, thanks for listening to that. Uh, uh, And thanks to the viewers for listening for this whole season. We are going to, like we said, she's laughing at me because I had to bring the tissue out again. This tissue is getting soggy. I need to replace it. <laughs> um, anyway, Ely's got to go watch the State of Union in three minutes. So I'm going to wrap this up quickly. But thank you guys for listening. We will be back like probably like the first week of April because we need the month of March to move our shit um, and get settled. And then we'll be back. It'll probably be the same format. Um, might be a a Patreon involved. We shall see, but, uh, hope you have a great March and, um, a great start to spring. Cause that's happening right uh, in like three weeks or something. Uh, I hope I sure as shit hope so. Ah! Yeah. You know what? I think we'll probably be back the Thursday after the Oscars. Cause you know, we're not missing. Oh, the opportunity I was to talk thinking about, about that. that. I was like, we can't yeah. talk about the Oscars Wait, I think that's and the, the Grammys. Yeah. Okay, so you know what? We'll be back March 31st. That's when we'll yeah! be back. <laughs> March 31st. Mark your calendars. I love how we figured that out here and now. This is a working uh, meeting. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you have anything else to say? No. Oh, have a good night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have a good night, she said. I love that. All right. Stop it so I can blow my nose again. <laughs> no.